following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Friday, let's go! You're listening to the best show on the Dallas Cowboys podcast (laughs) network. You are looking live at the Tostitos Championship Plaza. These guys are working out here. At the Star in Frisco outside Ford Center, and man, they're getting it. I don't know what they're doing, but they that dude is going to vomit from running around. Uh Uh-oh, his thing fell down. Anyway, 84 degrees outside, feels like 91, a high of today, 98 degrees, a low tonight of 77, but clear skies, and we are hanging with the boys, and we are... We got Jesse in the big chair today. We got him where the big fella usually sits. Nate's Nate's not going to be here today. He's got some business he had to take care of. Kurt is here. I Damn. am here. Big day for Jesse. We 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 aired the the what was the name of the documentary, Jesse? Deep Blue. Yeah. Oh, mine. Yeah, you, yeah the name oh, of yours. It was uh, Reality to Hollywood. Mine. Like you like you don't know <laughs> what we're going to talk about today. No. What was it? Reality to Hollywood. Reality to Hollywood with L L E Y. Yeah, H O L L E Y. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna save that for the last segment. The second segment, we're gonna take phone calls because I screwed that up last week. I mean, last show. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna take phone calls. So that means we need to get right into it. And you let, give the number out. Like 888-855-2297. That's the number. The people know the number. The people know. The people know. All right, let's get right into it. I want to talk about all these guys that changed numbers real quick. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Yeah, it is weird. A lot of guys. You, yeah. you want to go down the list, Kurt? I don't know. It. I don't have the list pulled up, actually. It, it's right here. It's highlighted. The guys that are highlighted changed their number. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'll go down the list. Yeah, Kurt doesn't ahead. know what's going on. Yeah, Kamara changed to 54. Osa changed to 97. Jabril Cox changed to 14. It still throws me off with linebackers having teen numbers. Diggs went to 7. Nashawn Wright went to 25. And Jerron Curse went to 27. And then I heard rumbles that there may be still some trickle-down effect to all the number changes, so there may be more guys changing numbers. But we will see. So that's an update on that. I guess those guys don't have enough because you're supposed to – Aren't you supposed to pay for the jerseys made or something like that? But I guess these guys are young. Did you just you want me to read that list again? Yeah. Right. Which one of these? There's one guy <laughs> on here I that may have had, besides his fam, their families. <laughs> that's true. That has had jerseys made, and I would imagine Diggs only has a handful. It's also so. is that like that '97 thing that they do on the offensive defensive line, like all of Probably, the '90s, right? Yeah, the Hot yeah. Boys. Yeah. We yeah. won't call them. I'm not gonna use that. <laughs> I'm go back to that again. Speaking of Osa, he had some pretty. He. I want to know. Huh. I want to know, Jesse. All right. So he. Can, what did he exactly say, Kurt? What was his comment? Well, they asked him. If, this was after practice. Yeah, yesterday. and they're approaching the, the game against the Buccaneers, obviously. And they asked him about Brady, and I guess some some weaknesses that Brady might have. He didn't he, lie. He, he didn't. He lie. probably didn't lie, but he said, you know. To the effect that Brady is old and probably not very mobile anymore, and 
And if you get rookie, it, you don't want to poke the bear. Remember, remember, I remember, think he just read the scouting report. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Remember uh, on Last Dance, the the documentary yeah. with the Bulls, yeah. and that moment that Mike's sitting there with the iPad and he says, "And I took that personal." Mm-hmm. Like that's what Tom yeah. Brady does. Yeah, Tom Brady, th- those. Those greats, the Michael Jordans, the Tom Brady's, when you accomplish so much in life, like like what does Tom Brady have to prove to Osa? Nothing. Mm-mm. Son, I got more championships than I, me personally, have more championships than any f- franchise in the <laughs> National Football League. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My wife is a supermodel. I got enough money to swim around like Scrooge McDuck in. <laughs> What do they look for? Mm. Stuff like this. Yep. Oh, I'm old? I'm not mobile? Mm-hmm. Okay, rookie. Let, let, let me show you why I've been around <laughs> right. longer than you've been, I, almost been alive. I get that. It's bulletin board material. What I want to know, Jesse, is his teammates, Randy Gregory, Tank, those guys, are they like, okay, let's go? Or are they like, rookie, shut up? It's both. <laughs> it's like, listen. Don't do this anymore, but... Don't do this. We're going to ride with you because we're going to ride with you. But listen to me. We're not doing this again. Say that to us. Don't say that to the media, right? What you hear in the... This ain't college. What we say in the meeting rooms, what might have been on the scouting report, we keep that Mm in-house, right? Especially when you're going up against a guy like that. Like, this this ain't... This ain't Baker Mayfield or this ain't Zach Zach Wilson... Nah, this this is the goat, and he's looking for any and every opportunity to be yeah. like, yeah. And and it is and Tom Brady will jokingly tell you, I'm white, I'm slow, I'm old, and he can say it. And but, I still beat your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when a rookie says it, like I'm going to be watching now for when he like scrambles or makes a miss or steps up in the pocket and points at him on the oh ground. Oh my yeah. god! Like yeah. like he's. Do you think? I just wonder that first snap, and Brady's going to walk up to the line like, there he, you know, yeah. yeah, there he is right there. <laughs> Do you think Joe Trahan and Scott Agulnick and David Bruzzi, <laughs> after they they heard him say that, they were just like, oh my god, all that media training we did with these rookies, like right out the window yeah. immediately. I mean, it was really a harmless quote on, it on the surface. I mean, he was telling the truth, probably. And Absolutely, just, he was, is. He was giving a good response, but <laughs> I mean, that's it's a that's, rookie mistake. That's I guess. that's Brady's. That's the way you get him. You yeah. you make him move. You get around his feet. When you get around his feet, he gets nervous. You know, yeah. he, he gets happy. That, that he didn't lie, but still, no, he didn't. Okay, Osa didn't lie. He told the most truthful truth that you can tell about <laughs> Tom Brady. Yes, we get it. He's almost yeah. fifty. Yes, we get it. He's ne- even in his younger days, he wasn't mobile. You just. Don't want to give <laughs> the old man any motivation. I, I, I agree to do better yeah. than what he's already going to do. I oh, agree. In man. fact, we had a guy that came out of the building yesterday when I was filming things for Instagram Story, and he came out. He was all pumped up, defensive guy, and and he said, "Tom Brady, I'm coming after that A double S." And I, you're you're stirring the pot. Man. I didn't put it out because I didn't want to. I didn't yeah. want to. You know. And this uh, is a guy that like. He's he's gonna get 
after that A-double-S on Thursday, but I just yeah. I didn't want to provide any more bulletin. I didn't no. want to provide, and then OSA comes out and takes care of that for me, so I don't have to worry about it. So, All right, let's move on. Let's hit a bunch of things real quick in this first segment. A lot to get to. Yeah. Will Greer, like it, hate it, indifferent? Uh, indifferent, maybe. I'm indifferent. Yeah, I mean, I guess they obviously gave up on Gilbert, and they thought, well, maybe and Danucci's a long shot, so maybe they're thinking, eh, here's a – you never know. Here's another guy we can maybe develop. So Here's the one thing about Will Greer, and this goes back to his, his West Virginia days. The type of quarterback he is, he is – he needs a clean pocket to be successful. When you look at quarterbacks, we, we, we hear all these terms, right? All these – we always hear football mm-hmm. terms. Oh, watch his bend for a defensive end. Oh, look at those feet. And for a left tackle and his long arms and, you know, a DB. And one of the, the, the term that you always hear about a quarterback is arm talent. Like, what is his arm talent? His arm talent, his arm talent. And then you start, like, kind of grading quarterbacks on arm talent. And, you know, you'll, you'll go Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. They don't need clean platforms to throw the ball a mile and to throw the ball 100 miles an hour. They don't need they don't they don't need clean platforms, right? Mm-hmm. They can throw it leaning side, fade away, side arm, no look. Mm-hmm. They just have the arm talent to be able to do those type of things. And then you hear other quarterbacks say, well, you know, they're they're more of a running style quarterback or whatever it may be. Will Greer falls in that category of he's an accurate passer when he's clean. Mm-hmm. Will doesn't have the arm talent to be off platform not stepping into his throws, not being able to be like he needs like Drew Brees needed a clean plot pocket because everything about Drew Brees was timing and being able to step into throws. And then they were accurate. They were perfect. And that's kind of I'm not comparing Will Greer to Drew Brees at all. I'm just <laughs> saying in the sense of the style of quarterback, he needs to have a clean pocket to be successful. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't get that, He's not a good quarterback. Yeah. He's not a quarterback you want to put on the run. He's not a quarterback that you're going to see, you know, do all the loop de loop de crazy stuff and throw like Patrick Mahomes. That that's not his style. So, being that he came here, the hopes is if he ever has to go out there and take snaps, that we're able to give him the pocket that he needs. Because yeah. if he can't step up and throw in a clean pocket, then he's he's no he's no better than Danucci. This was an interesting question on the mailbag this morning on on uh, DallasCowboys.com, and what it was: What do you want in your quarterback, your backup quarterback? What has he got to be able to do? Mm. I mean, he's not going to come in and throw for 400 yards, and he's not going to be Dak Prescott. What what do you want from him? I don't want him to lose the game. Yeah, just don't make mistakes. Just don't make mistakes. Yeah. Like I, I want you to be able to minimize drive the bus. Yeah, but drive it slow. <laughs> like, be right at the speed limit is 55, be at 55. Like, yeah. I, I just don't need you to do anything outside of your realm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because don't try to go win the game. Let your team win the game and you yes. don't lose it for them. Yeah. As, as I heard Jameis Winston say in, a, in an interview, like, be Bruce Wayne. Not like, Batman. Not Batman. <laughs> just I like be, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, just be Bruce Wayne. But Jamie said, be Bruce Wayne, you got to be Bruce Wayne, but then be Batman. But that's for starters. Yeah. Like, be Batman, you got to be him. Just be Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne is good. Yeah. You don't have to be Batman. Just be Bruce Wayne. I like, I, sometimes I like Bruce Wayne better than Batman. 
All right, Neville Gallimore will be out, but Jerry said on the fan, those interior guys on the defensive front are a strength for us. He says the young guys have stepped up, but the team gave up an average of 105.5 rushing yards in the preseason. Is that optimistic, Jerry, or do you guys really think that this defense in front is going to make some strides this year? It, it better. I, I don't. There's just no way they can be as bad as they were last year. I don't think what. <laughs> rushing God, I hope not. My my concern though. You know is what? If they, if they are, in Jesse's words, we're screwed. Yeah, yeah. I guess my <laughs> with or without Dak, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> my concern, I guess, would be is you're relying on some young guys, some rookies mm. in uh, Osa, who's looked outstanding in preseason. Bahana's looked, really Bahana's looked really good. Um, and then some of these new guys coming in that that past history, they've been solid, but. You know they're not Pro Bowlers up by any means, so um, you're you definitely look better, but you're also I think there's a little bit of hope involved, and that's always a little concerning. Yeah, and you have to just work through the youth. Like youthfulness is a is a process, so you have to work through that youthfulness and understand that where where you want them to get won't be where they start. Yeah, so you got to give them that opportunity to get out there and to see offensive linemen at the NFL level, to see offensive schemes at the NFL level, to see uh, running backs at the NFL level and the quarterbacks changing plays at the NFL level. So you got to give them a chance to work through that first. This is why it's so, it's so vital for that offense, our offense, to be humming because defensively that's where all your youthfulness is at. That's where you're yeah, going to have to have the true. biggest growing pains – Throughout the course of the year, you're going to have that with Osa, and you're going to have that with uh, uh, um, Quentin, and you're going to have that with Micah Parsons, and you're going to have that with uh, even still with Diggs and Nashawn Wright, and and, and and whenever Kelvin Joseph comes back, you're going to yeah. have a ton of that. And the thing is, you're going to have it at times where they all mess up at the same time, and then you're going to have it where one plays Kelvin Joseph. One play is Micah Parsons. One play is Nashawn Wright. One play is Quentin Bohannon. One play it's yeah. oh, you know what I'm saying. So you're gonna have this this these youthfulness mistakes defensively throughout the year, and you just hope that your offense is humming enough that will get you will, that'll get you to a place where all right now that we've got those out of our system, now those guys will begin to take form and take shape and, and say all right we can't make the same mistakes we made in week three as we did in week one right. yeah. and week six as we did in week three and week nine as we did in week six you know what I'm saying yeah so once we get to that point in time that November you know we know we're talking about that dreaded November December schedule mm-hmm. we get to that point where all these guys have got the rookie mistakes out of them they're they're professionals and they're humming it was like watching digs progress last, last year, year yeah. like mm-hmm. you could see the talent and you knew it was worth it but you knew like Okay, he's going to blow a coverage, but give me maximum effort every play, mm-hmm. and and you're developing those guys. It's going to be the same thing this year, except it's not going to be just digs. It's going to be right a you lot guys. of guys, right. like you said. So it's do you like the big growing pains? Yeah, but, we like the rookie talent. It looks like it's it's going to be exciting, yes. and even the second year, you know, like digs and all that. Do we have the veteran leadership to kind of carry them through this? I think up front we do. I think Tank. I think Randy. Those guys are just sound, solid dudes. So I think they have it. Um, and even on the back end, yeah. I think Malik Hooker, I think Keanu Neal, they're, they're all going to be key. They're mm-hmm. all going to be key 
to really kind of just giving some guys some of the in-game veteran leadership and, and, and showing guys. One thing that's really important when it comes down to game week, especially for rookies, is you have to get with that. Like, like Micah Parsons should go sit down with Keon O'Neal and just learn how to watch film. Because there's a difference between like just clicking on play yeah. and watching the plays happen and really understanding what you're watching. And that takes time to really get there. Like you have to really kind of understand what it means. And some people are really great film watchers. Some people don't do it at all. You know, well, I, I know what was it like for you learning? For me, yeah, I, I had to. Like, I was a guy who watched a ton of film because you had to play every position. I had right? to play every position. Like yeah. when you when you're in my position, you want to. When the coach turns around looking for somebody, you want to be the guy that says, "I can do it. I can do it. I can do it." And then. When you only get three or four snaps at a time, sometimes you gotta know how to do it. You gotta know how to do it. <laughs> you know, so you can't. I, I I don't have the. I didn't have the luxury to be wrong. I had to be right all the time, right? Because I don't get 40, 50 snaps. So for guys like Micah Parsons, it's getting with Keanu Neal and just really sitting down and saying, "Okay, I've never seen this scheme before. Yeah. I've never seen this package before. I've never seen this lineup before." And really understanding your keys and putting things together down in distance. All right, listen, when they're in third down, this is what they like to do. And it's going to be between one of these five plays. Now, how do I figure out which one it is? I start looking at formations. Where do guys line up at? Where do they have the most success at? And that that's a huge part of watching film. And so I think there's enough veteran leadership on this defense. I just hope that the younger guys are receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Because I can want to lead yeah. you all day long. Yeah. But if you don't want to stay after to watch film, if you got something to always do, if you got somewhere to always be every day after practice, you know, as soon as the, the last meeting break, you break, yeah. then it is what it is. But if you're if you're receptive enough to to the teaching and to the to the coaching from your veteran guys, then I think there there's enough in this locker room that will that will carry this defense to to a much more prominent place than we were. Speaking a of year breaks. Ago. Let's take our first break. All right. 888-855-2297. We'll try to get to as many calls as we can in the second segment. And in the third segment, we will review the best document documentary <laughs> ever created, The Deep Blue on Jesse Holly. When we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. 
where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the show. Stadium on Thursday, September the 9th, as your Dallas Cowboys kick off the season in Tampa Bay. Enjoy $5 Miller Lights, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader performances, and more. Doors open at 5.30 and kickoff is at 7.20. For more information, visit attstadium.com. All right, and we are back, and as promised, we are going to take phone calls. Let's do it. Who do we have on the line, Chris? Well, coming in first would be Anthony from Florida. Yo, Anthony. Anthony, what's up, brother? What's up, my dude? <laughs> Two years, baby. Two years. What's up, fellas? Oh, my God. We miss you, man. I miss y'all, man. I, I'm so, you know, I work, I stayed up for y'all, man, because I get off at 7. So that's dead time. 7 in the morning is dead time trying to stay that 10:30 range, but I did it with my boys, man. And we appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you. Look here, I I caused some controversy because, to be honest, I wanted to holler at Cal, you know, because you know, as callers, we go through Doug, we went through Doug, you know, so we developed a relationship. Because people always wonder how me, Eric, Jay, we always getting on. So you know, Cal has been doing so many things. So I said, let me holler at Cal because he's making me proud. And now I wanted to get to know Chris. Because that's what we got to do. We got to get to know the producers, man. Be nice. That's ask right. questions to them, too. That's how you get so in? You send them show. cookies and yeah, pizza? And... What's, what's that? Sorry, Chris. I can't I hear anything in my show. headphones. Yeah, Chris, you turn off your mic. You guys hear me? Yeah, we there, we go. Go. there, there we go. go. We're good now. Okay, there you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I called their show to, you know, to holler at them. And, um, you know, in the, in the pub, our show, I told them, I'm loyal hanging with the boys day one. But I will say I like y'all's show, and I called to say Kyle has been doing a great job because I see him on so many things and so many platforms. Mm-hmm. And I say since Derek wants to talk, their show's not definitely not one. They're not even two for talking talking with the oh, boys. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Chris will tell you I did it. I did it, man. <laughs> you may man, have just got to start fights up. Yeah, in I can't let you throw shade at my boy De. Like De, boss man, he know what he's talking about though. So he, uh, has, uh, he, has, he has more room than the lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. let you hey, kill yeah, the boss. So I'm, getting like that. I'm getting to you. <laughs> But check this out. I listened to, you know, I watched it. I like to watch the live. I like to watch the feed, too, so the TV feed. So I watched it, and they said, okay, they like the call. Thanks for all that. But at the same time, all that number two stuff, man, they kind of on that. They were like, well, we're number two stuff. When we come, look like we're number two. You know what I'm saying? They appreciated it, but they didn't like that. So it's all good, though. I still like them a little bit, but 
<laughs> we do too. We are number one. We like them a little bit too. Stand that since day one, haven't I? Haven't I? Said you have. You have. Number one show. And I told you about my boy Dak. That's all I wanted to call. It was. I, man, let me tell you, my girl had to comfort me. I had to go to therapy last year <laughs> from what happened to him. But I told y'all with that moxie back has and that leadership. He was going to be our quarterback when people were questioning him and all that. I said, y'all don't know what we got in this guy, man. So I'm just happy on that. Last but not least, Jesse, look here, man. Brother, me and my lady watched that thing, man. <laughs> Boy, Jesse, two pats on the back, brother. Thank you. I'm proud of you, man. I'm Thank proud you. of you. That's all I can say, man. Thank you. And great job, Kurt. I saw you in the credits, man. And Nick and everyone, I saw you on the credits, yeah. Kurt. So it's like, man, y'all, y'all did one hell of a job with that documentary, man. Yeah, so I'm just ready, good. and I'm ready for camp. I'm ready for old, unmobile Tom Brady. Uh -oh. I know. Let's go. Hey man, thank Yo, you for calling. Thank you. Get Thanks, you some. Man. Get you some sleep. Appreciate you I calling. Know, right? Thank I'm you. Cool, right? I hey. love y'all, man. Love you I too, love man. Because you know, always give us a shout out. So I'm ready for this year, man. Let's go, Cowboys. We are too. Let's go. Thank you for calling. Thanks for thanks for All always right, listening and supporting us. We appreciate it, man. He understood that graveyard shift I used to work. Yeah, mm. yeah. That graveyard shift is something that, serious. That clip on tie. <laughs> At Eleven to seven. The clip. Yeah. The clip on tie. You yeah. still have it? No. No. I burned that uniform as fast as possible. So that was a, that was a dramatization. <laughs> yeah, that was all, Steve. That was yeah. Rented the uniform. We he, got it. And I went on eBay. Did not you email really? Amazon? Yeah, I got them somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to all my to all my my brothers in the in the security guard union. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> does that include mall cops too? Mall. That's what I was. I was basically a mm. mall cop. Like uh. you don't understand like the. And I've never, like, I was as a youth, but as an adult, once I went through the mall cop phase thing, I don't disrespect them anymore now. Like, I understand the daily amount of disrespect. Imagine trying to tell someone to do something. And you really have no authority. And you really have no authority. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, I, kids my age. In Kurt's age, they didn't understand that. They thought like mall cop. Okay, he got some pull. Kids these days are like, "What you gonna do?" <laughs> like, I, I would go, I would do the same thing a civilian would do. I would call the police. Like, okay, can we get an officer down here? Like to really come do something? They'd be like, "Man, shut up, get out of here!" I'd be, like, I'd be so mad. I used you were pretty good size. You could be a little intimidating. They didn't respect me. <laughs> it didn't matter. They didn't respect me, man. Chris, who we got? On, who's next? Next up, we got G from Jazzy. Gio, what's hey, up, baby? What's hey. up? We were just asking where you been, man. Where you been hiding? Man, y'all ain't been answering no calls. I know. That's, that's, that's Chris's man. fault. That's all Chris. Yeah, man. Listen, man. Hey, guys, hey. Guys. But how are you, man? I know my, my people up north, the, 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 the flood's been happening, man. Are you and your family good? We, we blessed, man. We, um, you know, I'm out here in Jersey City and in Hoboken, and we got uh, – we got extreme flooding, man. I, I can't count. I can't tell you the amount of cars that I've seen that are just like yeah. totaled, man. There's, there's still cars stuck. Uh, we lost some people, man. And, um, you know, as you know, Jesse, Jersey, man, we, we don't get tornadoes, man. And we had a town uh, in southwest New Jersey that that is over 100 houses just completely destroyed. Mm. Uh, tornado ripped through there. Um, Yankees minor league stadium, uh, completely covered. I mean, if you guys could look it up, Somerset Patriots, their stadium is just completely covered in rain, man. I'm talking about to the first tier. 
Um, that's how bad it is out here. Uh, we have a lot of people that, that lost everything, like clothes and everything. So right now, you know, I'm just trying to get in contact with as many people as I can uh, to get whatever we can to help some of these kids out because they're getting ready to go back to school next week. And, you know, we have families that are going through that. So right now we're, we're trying to get a, you know, make, make a strong push and effort to just get some of these kids situated. What, I, what I'm going to do, G, what I'm going to do for you, though, I'm, I'm going to put you in contact you, I have your Twitter. I'm going to hit you up on Twitter because my brother, um, he's doing some relief efforts. And, uh, and and so he'll be having a bunch of backpacks, book bags and stuff, school supplies. So I'll, I'll put you in contact with him so that you guys can team up and, and to make sure any of the kids that you know or any places that may need some of that stuff for the kids going back to school, that they'll, they'll have it. So I'll put Thank you, you I'll, I'll put you in contact with, with, the, with the elder Holly and, uh, and, and to get that stuff worked out. But we're glad that you're good, brother. We're glad that you're good. We're glad to have you here, man. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Thank you, man. It, it has, man. But, you know, I, I listen. I listen faithfully. Like the previous caller said, man, you guys are the number one. You guys are the standard there. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, that's shout out to all of you guys. Everybody in, in this podcast, you guys play your roles to the T, and it's effective. And, and Derek, if you're listening, don't change anything, man. We truly appreciate it, man. But, Jesse, last night, um, you know, that – Lights out, man. That documentary is lights out, you know. And, and if there's any youth football coaches listening, that's something that you want these kids to watch, especially if you're in an urban uh, atmosphere, because Jesse's story is something that we deal with out here with all our kids, keeping them motivated to play and, and, and keep, keep, keep the dream alive, man. Because these kids, man, they want to dress nice, and, and they, sometimes they can't see, do I go to practice or do I go to work? And they choose, they choose the latter uh, the majority of the time. Um, but Jesse, amazing, amazing piece. But guys, I have I have one question, um, and this is something that I don't think we're touching on. Um, Lyle Collins, guys, um, mm. he he had a car accident last year. I remember that car accident. I don't think you were focusing on this too much, but I, I, I remember Jesse you saying last year that once a big man has surgery on back or lower half, it's it. Double the time for them to recover, and we're playing Tampa next week. And right now, the story is that he's going to be missing a few days. So, uh, how concerned should we be about Lyle Collins? I know that the offensive line is is the probably the most is the key for Dak. That's the key for Dak. If the up front we ain't healthy, it doesn't matter if Dak is back or not. It doesn't matter who the second the, the backup quarterback is. If up front we ain't right, do we start getting? And I, and I found out his, his real nickname for you guys, uh, uh, Zach Martin. It's not the president. It's the butcher, man. They, they call him the butcher. Uh, his family and everybody knows him as the butcher because of the way he played in, in high school basketball, Jesse. So Zach might be the team in three on three. The butcher, man. The butcher. So, so do we start getting Martin ready? Do you guys feel okay with the backups that we have in place at right tackle if we need to? For Lyle Collins, how concerned are we? Guys, thank you. I'm gonna let you guys go so other people can get on. Hey, uh, hey, uh, one thing, Shannon. Yo, uh, we just booked. We just booked from New Orleans, man. Me and my boy TJ, who said he saw you uh, a couple weeks ago out at the Star, man. Um, we just booked for the New Orleans game, man. So hopefully we get to see you out there, man. Yeah, let's. Uh, we are we at New Orleans this year? Yes, sir. Is that a yep. night? Is that a night game? Yep. Uh, Thursday night, Ooh. we are ready. We get G, on Wednesday. G, you yes. need you need to be in town Wednesday night, and we're going out drinking. 
Oh, we ain't doing it no other way. Bro. All right, let's go, man. Let's go. We're going. We're going to have some Miller Lights, man. I'm going to buy you some Miller Lights. The wife, the wife and kids are staying in the hotel. She's going to put them to sleep early. Let's go, Gene. Let's go. All right, I'm down. Shout out, man. But, uh, hey, guys, thank you for answering my call. Thank yeah, you man, absolutely. Good question. Are you worried about I think you have to be. Oh, yeah. I don't know. i tell you what. I'm not worried. I'm concerned. Okay. I'm not worried yet. Let's see how this week plays out. And if this is an ongoing issue, my my worry is going to grow. Just like right. with Tyron. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with Tyron now. He's not playing with the neck roll anymore. He talked about it yesterday in his interview. I'm not worried about Tyron. But if Tyron gets a stinger. If Tyron yeah. I mean, how many puts did the neck roll back on, I'm concerned, and then my concern grows by week if yeah. he starts missing practice. Because you got to have, you got to have. I mean, like Nate says, you could maybe miss one of these guys. You miss two of them. I think we're in trouble. Mm. Well, yeah, think and he's what had two stingers at least already mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. training camp, and I don't. I'm not real sure how these work. Is it kind of like concussions where they they will progressively get worse the more you have, or is it they they're, they're nerves? Yeah. So the only thing that heals nerves is time. Yeah. And then they can come back. You can aggravate them at any point in time. Right. And and but they, they sometimes tend to get worse. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they can be. You might have a little one. You might have a, you know a big one, yeah. and, and you just never know what the impact is going to be every time that they come. But it's one of those things where for an offensive lineman. Anytime it's in the neck, shoulder, ah. like it's debilitating. Yeah. I can't turn my head. I can't. I have no punching and, and, power. And all your power comes from, Come your, from your, your hips, your hips. But then I gotta and extend, the, and that's your yeah. Your I gotta, I gotta hold back. these jokers off. Yeah. And if I can't, if I can't do that effectively, and I can't turn my head on a swivel and, and lock out, it'll be interesting to see if they move Martin out there or mm-hmm. go in the Seki or, I mean, they'd, who would you rather have, McGovern at guard or Naseki at right tackle? Mm. I hate, they put, I hate we're already having to mm, talk about they're, they're, it. We <laughs> haven't even gotten to the season. Uh, you said you're not worried, you're concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm think I'm there as well when mm-hmm. it comes to LC. Let's just wait and see. I'm concerned. I'm not worried yet. Yeah. As we get closer to Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> if, he, if he hadn't been out there or one day. Right. All right. All right. We got one more caller at least. Chris, who we got? We've got Brian in Iowa. Brian in Iowa. What's up, Brian? Hey, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Great. How you Great, been? brother. Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, uh, Chan, can I say one thing to Jesse before I, I answer my question? Absolutely. Um, Jesse, thank you for everything you've done, uh, playing the game the right way, and um, and for and for everything you've been through of of just all the all the determination and. And showing the, these young kids how how to get, I mean, how to play the game the right way. And then my question is: Everyone's talking about Will Greer, but um, but I was just wondering, what is the role for Corey uh, uh, Komet? Um, he's a a running back, but 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 he also brings special teams. Um, and and Jesse, you know that role pretty well of 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 showing your dedication and 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 showing your skill skills. Um, what do you think? What do you think he'll bring? And then then do you guys think that Cowboys made a mistake of not add? I mean, I mean, 
making a look at um, a, a line help just just in case someone goes down. Offensive or defensive line? Uh, offense. Because offense. defense, I think we're okay because I think we have probably the most depth on defense of line than we've always, I mean, I say, always have in a, in a, in a, in a seasons before mm-hmm. because we have, we're always concerned about our defense. And, and then one last thing, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? I mean, it might be a little too late to do, but is it possible to get all the p- podcasts together to do one big thing for the season premiere? Or if Cowboys do have a great season, do something for the playoffs? Nah, man, we got too much beef going on with those other shows. There's no chance. <laughs> okay. Sorry, no. it's a good no. idea. It's a good idea, but right now it's a little too touchy. So no. maybe, maybe towards the end of the season. Okay, thank you. And, right. and and I thank you for everything you guys do. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you for listening. First, let's take the let's take the second question first. All I'm right, good bye. with the offensive line, personally. I think you've got more depth, you've got more experience than they've had in several, several years. And I think we get spoiled by this offensive line when you look down the list and you go, Okay, there's Tyron Smith, there's Lyle Collins, there's Zach Martin. Like most teams don't have that that luxury of three studs on your offensive line. So you, you you can't have five studs and then five strong backups. I, I like the way they've built this offensive line. Like, is every, are they going to be young guys on there that are going to make mistakes? Yes. But I like the way they built it. Yeah, I, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm, I'm good with the offensive line. I'm good with the starters. I think they're <laughs> – <laughs> I think they're as good as any line in the in the in the business if they stay healthy. But I mean, who's your backup center? I mean, that's the just, one. Who's, who's that's the one? Are you trusting Naseki to play be your swing tackle? I mean, I think there's some questions with depth. But every team there, has it. I was going to say, aren't yeah. aren't there always questions with the depth of the off and defensive lines? Sure. Like if yeah. if you were solid at backup, I mean, no one's solid at backup anywhere. Yeah, really, I don't think. We're, I, I want to say like we're like the only team in the league that people uh, like talk more about our backups than any other team in the yeah. league. You can't make anybody happy with this team because it's like, all right, look, we're spoiled. You're yeah. you're you're good on offense at every position we're as far spoiled. as starters, but where's our depth? We're spoiled. What about Corey Clement? Yeah. Like, what about <laughs> who's going to back up Dak? It don't matter. Like this is like this is a thing that we go through. Like we go through this because. We are a we're a top heavy football team. Mm-hmm. We're a name brand football team, and a, a lot of our guys, like even like our offensive linemen, at one point in time, you know, they were all Pro Bowlers. Yeah. Not all of them, but like three of our five guys were Pro Bowlers. We got Pro Bowl receivers. We got Pro Bowl quarterback. Every everybody has a name. Yeah, and so we get so caught up in the concern of the backups, and I don't care what team you pick. When you have to start digging into the bag of backups, there's a reason why they are backups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is yeah. a downgrade from the guy that was in front of them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're going to struggle. And there's only but so many 330-pound human beings who can actually move and be nimble enough and strong enough to play this sport. So when you're looking around, 
there's 31 other teams that are saying, hey, we want to have five good linemen as well. Yeah. yeah. And we want to have depth of linemen as well. So there's only so many to choose from. We got three. <laughs> yeah. We got we got three dudes that could legitimately start over on an, and on any team right now across the league. Yeah. And we spend more time we're talking about our backups. I get it, those guys get hurt sometimes, but it doesn't matter what team that you go to if you name a starting tackle or a starting center. If they go out, there's going to be a struggle at that, at that position because the reason that those guys are starters. Yeah. And, and to answer the Corey Clement um, question, he's going to be a core special teams guy. He's going to bring experience you know, on that part of it. He's not going to play over Tony Pollard. No. And if Zeke is anything of what Nate – has put him out to be the other day. 1,600 yards. 1,700 yards, Nate said. <laughs> oh, yeah, then, he forgot about the extra game. <laughs> yeah, then, then Corey's never going to see any snaps. Let me ask y'all this. Do you think that was Nate being like big over-the-top Nate, or do you think there's do you think there's a possibility that Zeke could actually get could sniff 1,700 well, yards this I think year. Nate finally settled on 1,500, if I remember right. Do you think, I think there's he could, I think any he, way he could yeah. sniff 1,500 yards? All purpose or 1,500? No, he said rushing. Rushing. And I think, actually, you know, in this, I, heard, I can't remember where I heard this, but people were talking about Dak could have 5,000 passing yards. Well, you want to be at a point. You don't want that. Yeah, he's ch- <laughs> you're chasing then. You, yeah. you know, you want to be at a point where we're trying to grind it out and ride Zeke to the home to the – the victory in the fourth quarter. So I'm I don't. Sure, th- I hope he gets fifteen. I don't yards. think. Yeah. I don't think you want him to get seventeen hundred yards or fifteen hundred. I don't think you want Dak throwing for five thousand. I think if more there's balance. more balance, yeah. then you've got a really good football team and you're in the playoffs and you're doing damage. But if if that number's out of whack one way or the other, I feel like yeah. something's wrong. Yeah, I'm thinking Zeke's like more like eleven eighty three. Like that's my number. Eleven eighty three. I'll give him. I'll give him thirteen this year. Eleven eighty three. I'll give him thirteen. You know what? We we got some predictions to make next week. But right, right now, let's go to break because I want to spend enough time with our guy, yeah, Jesse Holly. Kurt, did you watch it? Oh yeah, yeah. Jesse, did you watch it? I didn't. I actually got to watch it with Jesse, which was actually really cool. Yeah, that was. That was really cool. Yeah. You kept rubbing my leg, and I, that that was weird. What? You weren't what? supposed to say that out loud, Jesse. Popcorn, Yeah, we had popcorn and we had some <laughs> snacks. All right, we will be right back, and we will talk about the Jesse Holly story, the latest deep blue that we had on the Dallas Cowboys Network. You'll want to stick around to hear what Jesse has to say, get all the inside scoop. When we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. 
It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package, our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the show. Last segment for this week for us, but we will be back. What's our schedule next week, Chris? Tuesday, Friday? Yeah, Tuesday, Friday. Mm. Tuesday, Friday, next week, same time? Friday starts daily, right? Uh, yeah, Friday so. starts daily. Uh, next week, I believe you guys are on... I'll have to look at the schedule here in a second. I'm sorry, guys. While you're looking, let me tell you about the fan club. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United. Presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Tuesday, 11.30 is when you guys are on. And then again Friday at 11.30? Yes, sir. And that'll be our normal spot throughout the season is at 11.30, so make sure you tune in. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris, are the phones still ringing? We actually got one more call. You want to get to them first? Yeah, let's do it real quick, and then we'll get into the Jesse Holly story. Okay, we've got Nathaniel in Florida. Nathaniel Nathaniel in Florida! What's up, Nate? <laughs> What's up, man? How y'all doing, man? Nathan We're good. Hey, How are you? Hey, let, let's get this straight. He's going for fifteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to that. I ain't going nowhere, man. That's almost ninety yards a game. You good with that? Yeah. I'm, I, you know what, man? He's gonna do it. Right. He's gonna do it, man. He's gonna do this in sixteen, not seventeen. Stay with me, baby. Ride with me this year. <laughs> all right. Will that, all, but, but will that offensive line be healthy enough for him all year long? Yes, they will. Yes. You just need one of them each game to be healthy. One of them. One of them. It was two of them before. It was two of them yesterday. <laughs> now it was one today. Tomorrow was gonna be. We just need. To, we just need a corpse out there. What is gonna be next? Man, we got it. Coach Fields got it. He's a genius. He got it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Jesse, I just wanted to call in, man. I, I, I watched your show early this morning, man. You know, it was great, man. But the, really, the pink shirt, the, the pink shirt just <laughs> didn't. Did you not? That pa- those pastel colors went really well with my skin and my eyes. You got a lot of compliments on that. It did bring out your eyes. You got a lot of compliments on that. And you apparently didn't see Nate in the other documentaries because he's wearing a pink shirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, <laughs> it was beautiful, man. I just want to call in. Thanks, you know. I just want to call in. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Kurt. You're not saying 
just a great job. Thank you, brother. We appreciate great, you, man. Great job, man. You know, this calling yeah. doesn't actually this, just because you called in. That doesn't mean actually you get paid for this show. We splitting, we splitting your money. <laughs> we splitting your money three ways. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting mine. That's what I learned. Mean. <laughs> hey, I learned that from Mickey Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't mention that name on the show. Man, that was beautiful, man. That, that, well, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a hard man to cry, but I almost got a lift of the tears, man. But damn, when you quit, quit crying during the San Francisco game, man, quit crying. You're going to get it, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, man, that was so sweet, man. That was so sweet. But, man, Kurt, Chris Bean, Brother Will, Jesse, y'all be good, man. God bless you. I got some business to take care of. All right, we'll All see right. you. Thanks for calling in, Nate. All right, bro. All right, bye bye. All right, so so I watched. I got to watch it with Jesse. Jesse watched it for the first time yesterday in Nick's office. Nick had to come down and do the show, so me and Jesse sat there and watched. And the first question I have about it is, how did they find you? Because you were working as a security guard. Here's this, here's this new show, and they obviously want to find some DBs and some receivers. And you hadn't been in the league, and you had, you know, you hadn't done anything in a while. How did they right. even find these people to be on the show? How did they find you in particular? So what they did was they was calling around to all of these universities. And we're talking about Mr. Fourth and Law. We're talking about Fourth and Law on the reality TV show that got you a roster spot eventually Correct. on the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Irvin's show. So the the. Eight Ball Productions, whoever it was mm-hmm. that was doing the show, they were calling around universities and asking people like, hey, do you guys have anybody that you can think of? And so when they called Carolina, they spoke to a guy by the name of Kevin Bess. Kevin Bess had been our PR guy there for 25 years. And um, I later on found out, the producer said after I won the show, he said, you know, it's funny, when I called Carolina, Kevin Bess gave me one name and one name only. And he said, this will be the guy that you need. Hmm. And I thought that was so amazing because as a person who's been a part of, you know, at Carolina, there's 100 guys on a football team. Mm -hmm. And he's been there 25 years. So all the guys that he's come in contact with being the PR director at Carolina, in 25 years, Hmm. he gave them one name. And that was my name. And he said, this will be the guy that you need. This is the only guy that you need. And And he said, I kept asking him, is there any more else? Any more? He said, trust me. This would be the guy that you need. And how, how did wow. you have that good of a relationship with this guy? I was nice to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did all I did all the – I can talk. <laughs> so anytime you needed someone to talk, anytime you needed someone to come do a promo, you know, I, I – you, you never said no. I never said no. That's a that's – a, and, and for everybody listening, especially if you're, if you're a younger person and you're trying to figure your way through life, two things, always show up. And never say no, and you will be amazed. And be, Except and be to good. drugs, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm and no alcohol, drugs. yeah. Be respectful, and nice, right? Maybe but I mean, I, no, I, but. it's it sounds so simple, but if you treat people good, yeah, yeah. treat them like you want to be treated. Talk to everybody like you know them. Speak to people. Yeah, show up and never say no. You will be amazed at where life will take you. Yeah, and and, I, and for me at that time, I was almost two and a half years removed from school. And for him to still still think remember about me, yeah. like yeah. again, I'm two years removed, and mm-hmm. there's a two classes that have come in after me, and the, the many classes that came in before me. When they asked for the qualifications of what they were looking for, someone who had the ability to play on Sunday and and, and to be uh, good enough to be in front of a camera, Kevin said, "I got him. I got him. Hmm. Here's Jesse awesome. Holly. 
mm. and he gave him he gave him my information and he, he and Kevin called me the next day and was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know I gave your information to these people. They they they'll be calling. Look, I can't tell you all that they they did, but I thought who you who they looking for. Yeah, and that's how they found me. Wow. After you watched it, because you said on you said on the show on Wednesday when we were talking about it that you were hesitant because you wanted it to be told the right way mm-hmm. and you wanted it to be your story. After you watched it, was it done the right way? Were you was that the way that you had envisioned it being told? Yeah, I did. And mm-hmm. and the thing that I, I understood when I agreed to do it was it wasn't it wasn't a Hallmark documentary. Mm-hmm. Like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's still a sports documentary. Yeah. We we still have to get to the it's, it's on the Cowboy Network. It's done by the Cowboys. We got to get to the goods. Right. The goods <laughs> is the Cowboy. That's the that's the part that brings it home. So mm-hmm. I understood from the start what it was going to be. I knew that we had to get to the goods, and so it was told in a way that I I I, I was everything was told in, in the proper fashion. Mm. You know, no one was put out there in a in a bad light. No one it wasn't it wasn't cut up where I was like, that ain't true. Hmm. Or, you know, things weren't it was done perfect. And I think it highlighted a, a lot of areas. My story is like a two hour, it would be a two hour documentary. Yeah. At least. At least. <laughs> um so And that's the Cliff Notes version, yeah. right? Yeah. And so yeah. to, to to have it done in this way, and it just even when I was watching it and going through it with Steve and with Nick and all, and I forgot stuff. I was like, "Oh, where'd you find that clip at? Where'd you hear that at?" And I was like, "I remember that now." And so it was fun to relive that stuff, but it was told, it was told in a way that I I I loved it mm-hmm. and I respected it and my input was taken, and really, really kind of. It was done well. Yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed by it. Because as as a subject, and Kurt can speak to this as a as a because it's being done about you. Mm-hmm. There's all this footage that winds up on the on the cutting room floor, and there's yeah. all these ideas, and there's all these pictures, and there's all this stuff, and you as the subject. You don't know because someone else is telling your story through their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're the creative person that's putting it all together. So you don't know until you see the final product what gets in, what gets out. Like, you know, what's important to this person? I'm Something may be more important to me. Kurt, you know that whole process. You work on these all the time. Like, yeah. is that nerve-wracking for you oh, for as an sure. editor and producer to, like, did I tell this the right way? Definitely. I mean, that's always a concern. You you want the subject to be happy with with the final outcome, and there's so many stories. I mean, you know, hours and hours of of uh, interviews and video and whatever that you have to condense down to 45 minutes or so. And so you you're always fearful that you're missing something or uh, not telling it quite the right way and that sort of thing. And and it's. It's a challenge, but it's fun. You know, enjoy yeah. doing it. Did the we didn't see the final final cut. We saw the almost final cut. Did the cut of him driving around in the car make it? Because they were going to do that as an outtake as a no, it didn't. no. It didn't. So no. we need to get that clip and play it on the show yeah. <laughs> next week because that's that's funny. a funny clip. Yeah, Jesse wouldn't let really anybody good. eat, so no. we could tell the story about that. What was your What was your favorite part of the documentary? Man, you know, seeing. The younger Jess, yeah, like the, the high school video was awesome. Yeah, like seeing yeah. that Jesse, and just watching the evolution. Like when you saw me in high school, you saw these big shoulder pads and this little skinny neck, and I was talking. <laughs> I've always talked trash. 
Always. No yeah, way. it looked like no you were way. coming up. Oh, like I was it. talking trash. <laughs> And then like little, little chicken neck, yeah, just just, like, like literally like just. And then you see the progression, and you see my freshman year, and it's still kind of like oh, this little flimsy guy. And then like yeah. you kind of see like when I get to like my senior year, it is like, oh, I'm a man now. Like you just, I just saw the growth in yeah. me. You grew into your mouth. I grew, yeah. <laughs> and my body just looked different, and, yeah. and so. Um, how, t- how tall were you in high school? Because you looked, to me, you looked a bit shorter than you were. Yeah, I was probably like six one. Yeah, I was guessing six foot. Yeah. You didn't look near as tall, as big as you are now. No, so, no, yeah. no, no, no. And then I was probably 170 pounds soaking wet. I was all <laughs> I was all bark. I was all bark. <laughs> if, no one never really challenged me. I, I know I, I wasn't afraid of anything. Like I would fight you. Mm-hmm. I would fight you in a heartbeat. But I was all I talked. I talked a ton of trash <laughs> to people. Um, but yeah, it, you know. And then to hear. To hear my coaches, mm-hmm. to hear like people talk about you and say, you know, great things about you. That that that's that's yeah. that's cool. And I'll take at the end with the coach having to help his neighbor when yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. They're in that, the finale of the fourth and long. They're getting ready to announce who's won, and his neighbor needs some help next door. And he's she locks stuff out the house. <laughs> he's like, I'm banging down your door. I gotta get back. Yeah. It's pretty funny. What well, was there anything that was left out that you wish was in there? Um. There was a scene, and I didn't know they were going to put this in or not. And it was in the early parts of it, and we were having a conversation about, you know, my mom abandoning me and, and things like that. And I broke down crying. Like, it, it was an emotional, emotional moment. And I didn't know whether I was going to make the cut or not. Mm-hmm. A part of me didn't want it to make the cut. Yeah. And then a part of me was like, but that was a real emotion that I wanted the people to feel at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't make the cut. But you know, it was that was probably that was probably one of the things I was like because that was I, I came into it saying like you're not gonna cry, you're not gonna mm-hmm. cry, you're not gonna cry, and then you start one thing about a documentary it makes you rehash a lot of the old stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. some stuff you think you sometimes you compartmentalize you some put stuff, it away and, and you yeah. put it away you think you've done with it and then it, you start talking about it and you're in that moment it was just like oh here it comes yeah and it, it was like a it was like a manly cry it wasn't a sissy cry it was like a manly yeah. of course it was, it was a manly cry uh, there were some moments in the in the original draft you mm-hmm. know they had to cut some stuff out yeah. it was too long but there was some stuff growing up talking about your mom your grandmother yeah. they, they were they were pretty powerful it's some you know yeah but time yeah, yeah. Time. i think my favorite part was the hands down the ending it was a fabulous ending. The, the yeah. way that you're – and just you as – I mean, let's be real. You're you're confident, mm-hmm. borderline cocky, confident. borderline yeah. arrogant. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> just going to leave it right there. You heard what Rich Dalrymple said. You love yourself. Yeah, I did. Rich, Rich Rich, well, that's Rich's opinion. I can have my opinion. I think you're borderline <laughs> cocky. I think you're borderline arrogant. But I've gotten to know you over the years as a person, and I know where your heart is, and I know that, like – you're a good dude. Like, thank you. You are a good freaking dude. You care about others more than you care about yourself. You love yourself. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how much you love other people because you really love yourself a lot. <laughs> but I mean, just but knowing you as that's a person, a weird compliment. <laughs> that's what we do on the show. Yeah. You and Tio must have got along really well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think knowing you as a person and knowing your story, and you told the story about. On the show, on our show before, that you weren't, you were never supposed to score that night, that mm-hmm. day. You weren't supposed to score, and and you said the reason why, and then to see it, 
to see the actual visuals and know that you were in a parking lot and you were at your lowest low as a mall cop, basically. Mm-hmm. Where do I go from here? What do I do in life? But to stay positive and keep working your ass off and then get to where take advantage of every single opportunity and then get into a game and then just be completely defeated at the beginning of the game. I didn't know that story. Yeah. Just go out there and play, Jesse. It's gonna have something's gonna come to you. Take advantage of it. And to take advantage of it. And then most guys would be like, you know what, I was this close to scoring an NFL touchdown. But that's not how you are. You were like, I wasn't supposed to score. Because no. if I didn't, I couldn't celebrate the way that I celebrated and, and by myself and done it that way, and, and give and, and give my Lord and Savior his his just due. Yeah, and like, you're you're always. That's what I love about you is you always, you know that whatever happens in life is supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and you trust it, and and things always seem to work out, and you can always look back at things whether it's a week later or a year later or ten years later, and you go, you know what, that happened because of this, and I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if that didn't happen. Yeah, I think the entire story entails that mm-hmm. is that. You know, um, just just being able to overcome so much, it gives you every time you overcome something, it gives you a different level of perspective. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and you look at it, if if you took anything away from the documentary, I want you to take just perseverance and believing and being ready for opportunities. Because when they come, you got to be ready. And they don't come very often. And they don't come very often. <laughs> Not big opportunities. I mean, when you, look at the, like, when you look at the series of events, it's, okay, you got to get on fourth and long. Okay, now you have to win fourth and long, right? And then mm-hmm. you got to be we, – we were watching we – uh, when you and I were watching it, and I, if you go back and you watch it again, watch the Minnesota game. So crazy. Go back and watch the <laughs> Minnesota game. Watch where I'm standing. I start at the top of the screen and, you and said I run you, down. You had never realized how crazy the ball bounced. Until that <laughs> until yesterday. Yeah. Watch where the just you have to if you do nothing else, go back and watch the cut from the Minnesota game. Yeah. Watch where I start. I run down. The ball bounces about 15 yards, the first bounce away from me. It bounces over 15 people. Yeah. And I'm standing in this crowd. And the ball, it didn't bounce over my head hot. It bounced literally to my gut. And if you watch Jesse, he thinks the play's over. He pulls up. He The play yeah. is over, yeah. and the ball hits him in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Like, it bounces 15 yards away from me, and it bounces, and it does like a quick bounce. Bink! It was like, bink, bink, right into my gut. Yeah. Back 15 yards. <laughs> Back 15 yards. Yeah. Through, about, yeah, through about 12 people. Yeah, yeah. You talk about being ready for an opportunity for yeah. a moment, and I catch it, and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm gone. <laughs> and you had to go just like that. And then, you know, you're just like, I don't think people, when you watch training camp, and you guys are all at training camp, and we we fixate our eyes on Amari Cooper, and we fixate our eyes on CeeDee Lamb, and we're fixated on, but there are some guys that stand behind them that don't get many reps, that we do not talk about. I was that guy. And to think about every single time that you got a chance to get a rep, you made it a positive one. You know how hard that is? Mm. And I'm not saying that because I'm saying, you know, what was me? I mean, you know, look at me. But you have to be prepared for opportunities. If you're going to have anything successful in life, when the odds are – the odds were against me. I did not get a playbook until I stepped foot on training camp. Again, you know how hard it is <laughs> to not know anything about an offense, anything about special teams, until the day that you have to show up for work, 
Imagine showing up to be a writer and you've never picked up a pen before in your life. Yeah. And then now you have to go in there and say, oh, hey, you got the front page story of our super popular magazine. Here you go. <laughs> You're like, what do I do with this? And to be able to go, oh, here you go, and hand in one of the best articles, covers that they ever had for their, for their paper. That's what I was handed. Like, Jason Garrett didn't give me a playbook until I got to San Antonio. Mm. And then I had to take that and be the 80th man and to be the 11th wide receiver and just chop wood, chop wood, chop yeah. wood, chop wood, chop wood, chop wood, chop wood. And then it parlayed into me being a cowboy for three seasons. Mm. So, I mean, you be ready for opportunities, man, because when they come, they ain't coming twice. The door, the, the door ain't a swinging door. It's an open and it's a shut. <laughs> and you better make sure when it opens – you don't, you don't sashay through that thing. Yeah. You run through it. Fourth and long style, baby. Mm. Mm. Such a good such a good documentary. Go check it out. It's on DallasCowboys.com. It's on YouTube. It's on all of our social channels. Get, it's, uh, for locally, it'll be Aaron Saturday. Saturday. Saturday night at 11. Yeah. Yep. CBS 11. CBS 11. So check it out. So after, um, you, after you Netflix and chill and you laying there with your, <laughs> your cinnamon apple, you know what I'm saying? And, and she, you know, one of y'all went and got the warm rag. Oh, oh go ahead. God. Oh, Why'd you have to ruin man. a beautiful segment with that visual? The warm rag. Get the warm rag. Time to go. Kurt, thanks <laughs> Being here, Jesse, great, great job on the thank documentary, you guys. guys. Thank you, man. That thing was awesome. It. Thank you, everyone who was in the the YouTube live chat. Thank you for everyone who's watched it, who will watch it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I want to win an Emmy. He wants to win an Emmy. I want an Emmy. I'm we'll, not gonna lie to you. And we'll prove it how bad on the next show. Chris will get that footage. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. William, thanks for keeping the live streams up. We will be back. Tuesday, is that right? Tuesday, Tuesday, eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Hanging with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,